Hi and welcome to my podcast Pregnant in Japan, your podcast about pregnancy, birth and the joy of a relaxed motherhood in Japan. My name is Vicky, I'm a German mom living in Tokyo. I'm sharing my positive birth experience to inspire you with yours. Today we have uh, Marie. Marie is uh, a mom of a six-month-old boy and she's originally from France. In today's episode, we will hear about her birth experience at Seijo Kinoshida Hospital in Tokyo. Hi, Marie. Welcome to the Pregnant in Japan podcast. How are you today? Hi, Victoria. I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> You're welcome. Marie, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your story? How did you end up in Japan? And so on. Oh, a long story. <laughs> so... Uh, my name is Mary. I'm French. Um, I'm 31 years old now, just turned 31. And a little bit, like I was studying architecture in, in France and I got the huge opportunity to come study for one year in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And uh, I loved it so much that after six months, I just asked to stay one more year to mm -hmm. extend and do another degree in uh, urban design. And um, yeah, it was It was so, so great yeah. experience. And, yeah. uh, and then I graduated, we got married, and we decided to stay in Japan. <laughs> oh, I can totally hear you. It's, um, I'm, I'm in Japan since a year and I totally lo love it. <laughs> But uh, let's start to talk about um, how everything started with your pregnancy. <laughs> yes. So I was job hunting when I got pregnant. So with my husband, we were considering to have a baby one day, but uh, it was not scheduled yet. And uh, when I discovered uh, while I was in France during Christmas holiday that I was pregnant, it was a huge surprise for us. Mm. Oh, what a great Christmas present. <laughs> And how did you proceed when you then came back from your holiday in France, when you came back to Japan, I mean? How did the research look like for the hospitals and so on? First, I started my research from France on the internet because I was mm. it was my first pregnancy and I was a bit scared not to find any information in English because I mm. can understand Japanese, but my all the vocabulary related to pregnancy, I do mm. not know. So from France, I started to look for information and I got a little bit scared. So I met with a French midwife who explained me a lot of things, what to uh, look for in a hospital, what question to ask and things like that. And mm -hmm. then I, I kept uh, looking on the internet for a hospital who had information in English and most importantly, doctors who could speak English mm -hmm. and explain me everything. But mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't find much. I could only find only three hospitals. And on their website, there was not much information in English. But I decided to go for the Haiku Hospital, where mm -hmm. I could find most uh, information in English. And that was recommended also by the French embassy, I think. Mm, okay. So I went for it. Yes. Mm. And um, yes, uh, what what happened next at the Aiko? Did you because you, I know you didn't stay there, so <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so I called to get an appointment, and I got really, really pleasantly surprised to have a, a nice lady on the phone, and she gave me a lot of informations about the clinic in English. So I was a little bit reassured 
And um, at this point, I decided, okay, then it's it's fine. I'm going to go there. So I stopped my research. And uh, at my first appointment, we discovered I was uh, nine weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. And everything was fine. And the doctor said, answered all my question, all the questions I noted on, the, on my notebook, I had a lot. <laughs> After that, she just told me that um, we would have to decide very soon if I wanted to give birth at the ICO hospital as it get booked really fast. But it was only like mid-February and I was just told my due date was August 31st. So it felt a bit rushed. And uh, they directly gave us papers to explain the hospital policy, the guidelines. And also they told us that we had to pay a deposit fee. And for us, the amount was quite big. It was 100,000 yen. And wow. it was, yes, they, we had to, if we wanted to secure like a place for me mm. at the hospital. But uh, with all this information, there was no fees breakdown and uh, we didn't have a good idea of what we would have to pay uh, at the hospital. We just knew that it would cost a lot of money. So So interesting. It seems so much money for us. Um, I mean, I'm I'm from Germany and you are from France. Uh, Is it in in Germany, healthcare is free and you don't actually pay basically anything for giving birth. How How is it in France? Uh, it's the same in France. I mean, if you choose to give birth uh, at a public hospital, it's for free. Of course, it, mm. if you choose a private one, yeah, then it can be expensive. Mm. But yeah, basically, it's for free. So oh. yeah, just for deposit fee, this was already huge. And then the cost adding and the checkups and everything, mm. we were like, oh, Wow. This pregnancy would cost a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Expensive baby. <laughs> so knowing that it would cost so much, what were your next steps? So we decided to look for another hospital just to have a good a comparison of the amount of money we would have to pay and also maybe the care we would uh, receive. But uh, I, I still decided to go to our next appointment the 12 weeks appointment that it's quite important when they, mm. they they check if everything is okay they they measure the neck clearance and everything so so that was the idea and then we want we we so we could give our answer uh, at this point uh, since the the deposit fee that we had to pay uh, was not given back if we change our mind uh, but not knowing the cost of everything it made us a little bit Uh, uncomfortable. So I decided to to pursue my researches in the meantime. And uh, doing so, I found a website, uh, on a website, uh, an American doula who works in Japan and she has a really good knowledge of all the facilities of hospital in Tokyo. So Mm -hmm. I decided to contact her and I met with her and um, she asked me what I was expecting for my my birth to give uh-huh. birth to my child yeah. and I explained her for me what was really important was to have English speaking staff and the possibility of an epidural because mm-hmm. this was my first pregnancy and I didn't <laughs> know if I could endure the pain or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, just because you mentioned this uh, woman from California or from the US, is, is this um, Brett Imura from the Child Education Center? Ah, yes, 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 yes. Her. Yes, okay. 
um, I think this might be a good hint for other pregnant women in uh, Japan who are looking for a facility. Um, I actually also, um, she also helped me with my research. So her name is, I'm just repeating it for everyone who's listening. Her name is Brett Imura from the Child Education Center, who has, like you say, Marie, a good knowledge of um, quite a few facilities around here. <laughs> um, and there's yes. also mm -hmm. another doula, a mm -hmm. British doula. Her name is Stephanie Kawai. Mm -hmm. She, her website, I think, is uh, Tokyo Doula. Mm -hmm. And she also has this um, service. She offers mm -hmm. this service too. But uh, yes. I, I learned it uh, later during my pregnancy. Yeah. And she's based in Tokyo. So you can actually w met with her. Yes, very good address also. I know her quite quite well. Not, maybe not quite well, but uh, she was also part of my pregnancy. Um, I will oh, repeat nice. the name again. So her name is um, Stephanie Kawai. She's a doula in Tokyo. And not she's not only a doula, but uh, she's very... Um, helping uh, during pregnancy and also afterwards for meeting uh, meetings with other moms or also if you have question on breastfeeding yes so um back <laughs> back to your story <laughs> sorry I, so i met with uh, brett imura mm -hmm. she has really really good knowledge about tokyo so according to my request and the location i'm in in tokyo she proposed i should contact uh, seijo kinoshita hospital It's mm -hmm. near Seijo Gakuen Station mm -hmm. in the ward of um, Setagaya. And uh, during my research, I, I never heard about this hospital. So I was really pleased to hear that they had uh, English-speaking staff and they proposed epidural. So I immediately, immediately contacted them uh, because I, I really wanted to have a point of comparison in order to make my choice if I wanted to go mm -hmm. to Haiku or, or there. Um, but as I was already seeing um, a gynecologist, a doctor, uh, in order to have an appointment with another doctor at Seijo Kinoshita, I needed a, a letter of recommendation mm -hmm. from uh, Dr. Sen from Aiku mm -hmm. in order to be able to have this appointment I, uh, at uh, Seijo Kinoshita. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, but this was just, so... Uh, when you want to see another doctor, you need a letter of recon recommendation, right? That's the experience that I made too. Mm. Um, because I actually did the same path. I first was in Naiko and then I switched and switched hospitals. And it also costs some money, this re recommendation letter. But um, did you do the touring at the Se Seijo Kinoshita Hospital? Yes, yes, I did. And this was actually for free. I just told them that I was interested and they proposed a, a free tour of the facility. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I also asked to have an appointment with the doctor. So this I had to pay for, but the tour was completely free. Mm, okay. Mm. Yeah, that's good to know. Because uh, I haven't found any other hospitals uh, that do touring um, for free. <laughs> So oh, really? it was uh, yes. Uh, so it was ah, quite a nice experience. Um, but uh, tell us more about uh, the Seijo Kinoshita Hospital. Um, yeah, it was really good. I mean, I I, I called them, and uh, they they gave me an appointment really quickly within the week. I went there. Mm -hmm. uh, when we arrived, we were welcomed by a member of staff. Her name is uh, Tanaka San, mm -hmm. and she explained us. Everything, like first, when you arrive at the hospital, what you should do as a pregnant lady, 
you need to uh, measure your blood pressure mm-hmm. and your weight and uh, so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And then she also handled us a, a guidebook, a very detailed one with mm-hmm. the hospital policy and a schedule of each appointment with the name of um, each uh, medical exam mm-hmm. or procedure that would have been done uh each time, and most importantly, the breakdown of each appointment price, <laughs> which we didn't have at the previous hospital and uh, was really reassuring. And also, yes, they explained us, um, the, they gave us the cost also of each procedure during childbirth, like if you want the epidural, how much it costs, uh, if you need a C-section, how much it would cost. Uh, also the price of uh, the different bedroom you can choose. Mm-hmm. Because there was a common ones you can share with three women or two other women, sorry, or private ones. Okay. So it's um, so they give you a detailed price list and uh, there are different kind of rooms also that you can choose from that doesn't sound um, that sounds quite nice I think <laughs> yeah I was really surprised the room were really nice and some were big enough or are mm-hmm. big enough for the husband to overstay mm. okay. but during the pandemic obviously it's not possible mm. but uh, this was a really good point a point that we really appreciated. Mm. at this hospital yeah so so you ended up staying there at Seijo Kinoshita right <laughs> yes after this visit we decided okay this is the right place we want to to stay like Tanaka-san was a huge part of it because she she was explaining everything and she said that if the doctor uh, wouldn't be confident enough in English she would be there to translate and um She was really here to make us at ease and to, to, yeah, she was like a nanny. <laughs> she really helped us. Was, she's really, really kind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, after this visit, we decided, okay, we're going to go there. And mm-hmm. uh, so we had to pay a deposit fee, but this was only, I mean, comparing to Aiko, it was half price. Mm-hmm. So 50,000 yen. That mm-hmm. would be uh, deduced in the end. To the of the final uh, childbirth cost. Okay. Wow. But this time they, they told us we I mean we we wanted to to register so we paid. But at this time they say you still have time to decide and we didn't feel rushed at all. They say okay. we still had time to register even few weeks later or months later. Okay. Wonderful. So really great. Yes. <laughs> no rush. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> rush. Um, so tell us, please, a little bit about what the checkups uh, looked like at Seijo Kinoshita. Uh, yes. So uh, first, you have to do all these uh, first uh, measurement, like blood pressure, everything, and then the doctor um, welcomes you. You each time I, I had an ultrasound, they would mm-hmm. check uh, my baby. They would measure it if he was. Okay, the weight, the, the head measurement and everything. And after that, they would ask me every time um, if I was well, if I needed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, they, they were really great. And also what was interesting is that each time I had a different doctor mm-hmm. and I thought that was quite nice because I could meet with everyone. And because for the childbirth, you do not get to choose whose doctor you you will have. Mm -hmm. It's the on-call doctor. Mm -hmm. 
So I thought it was good to meet with everyone. Also, I mean, the doctor, you are not really supposed to meet them during your childbirth. It's mostly the midwives there that are taking care of the childbirth. But they could come, so it was good to know them. So you basically met um, all doctors or some of them, um, but did they all speak English or...? Most of them, I think I only met uh, one doctor who he was not confident enough. He could speak English, but he was not confident enough to explain everything in detail, all the medical vocabulary. So then they asked Tanaka-san to be there in the room so she could translate for us. Mm. But the other four I met with, they could speak decent English and some of them pretty good, actually. Okay, that helps. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm I'm curious. I have another question because I know this is also something different in Japan than in Germany. So I wonder how it is in France. In Japan, at every checkup, you they do an ultrasound, and in Germany, it's just three times during one pregnancy. How how is it in France? It's the same as uh, Germany, actually. Okay. <laughs> This time, I told my friend in France that I got a ultrasound at each appointment. They were a bit jealous because I could <laughs> see my my baby every time and I could uh, get a picture each time to show to my husband because unfortunately during the pandemic after mid-March he was not able to mm. come to the checkups. Yeah. You had your you you chose your hospital and you were quite happy I think what I hear and what happened yeah. Um, when you got closer to your due date, did you prepare a birth plan at the hospital? Um, that's maybe also interesting for some girls out there. Uh, do they offer water birth, for example? Uh, no, unfortunately, at uh, Seijo Kinoshita, they do not offer water birth. Mm. Um, but they, they, they had epidural, so I was happy <laughs> <laughs> with that. But yeah, around uh, week 32 of my pregnancy, mm -hmm. I asked to meet with a midwife because I, I was told that they were in charge of the childbirth. And I wanted to speak with them about the, the detail of the childbirth. So I met with two midwives that speak uh, good English, really. And they gave me a, a paper explaining what happens during the childbirth, like what are the, the steps, mainly what happens in the woman's body. But it was not what I was looking for, as I already had a childbirth lesson with another French midwife. Her name mm -hmm. is uh, Celia Hugues mm -hmm. and um, she also speaks good English and uh, I think she, she proposed this kind of uh, lecture, childbirth lecture and how to breathe, which position to take to release the pain during contractions and um, things like that. So it was really helpful to have this one-to-one -one lecture beforehand. Mm -hmm. But uh, as I was not really, yeah, I needed more detail about the childbirth, so I decided to write a birth plan in order to check every detail <laughs> during childbirth with this midwife at Seja Kinosta. Mm. Uh, I think it was three pages. Maybe uh, I wrote too much, but uh, yeah, I wanted to be sure. So, And then I ended uh, the, the paper to Tanaka-san, mm -hmm. and she gave it to the midwife so they can read and... Uh, come back to me at our next meeting. So I think around uh, week 37, mm -hmm. uh, I had a meeting with the midwife. Her name is Nakamura-san. 
she's really, really kind and she speaks English well, really. And uh, she explained that my request will be taken into account during my childbirth. Like, for example, I didn't want uh, episiotomy or the use of the, the tools as much as possible during childbirth. But obviously, if I needed to, I wouldn't say no, but I just yes. wanted to avoid it as mm. much as possible. And also, uh, I really wanted to have skin to skin after birth. And I really wanted to exclusively breastfeed. Mm. Uh, but some of the points I wrote down would be a little bit complicated for them to... For example, I wanted to be able to use a Swiss ball during labor because I heard it helps to release the pain, but unfortunately they didn't have one. And they say I could bring mine, but it was a little bit complicated. Like bring it in the taxi with the luggage and everything. So I decided <laughs> not to, but I mean, this was fine. I also wanted to be able to choose the position in which I would give birth. Uh, but the midwife there are not trained, I think. And, uh, they said he wouldn't be able, I would have to lay on my back on the bed and give birth uh, the gynecological way. Yeah. So, yeah, she was really sorry for me, but this was the hospital policy, so she could not do anything about that. Mm. At the end, you were okay with it? Um, and, yes. Uh, yes. Okay, it was not a big, like not a too big deal. You still felt comfortable there, right? Yes, yes. And uh, actually, I didn't know in which position I wanted to give birth. Maybe I wouldn't have liked to give birth standing up or anything. So Yeah, it's hard to know before, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's something you feel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, two days after the meeting with Nakamura-san, uh, I gave birth to my uh, baby boy. Wow, two days later. So when did your contraction started and what did it feel like? How did you deal with it? <laughs> um, so I read somewhere that you usually give birth like your mom. So I was really interested about that. So I asked my mom and she told me that for me, uh, she didn't have pre-labor contractions. Like when mm. the contraction started, this was it. This was labor and a few hours later, I was born. Mm -hmm. So one morning I felt that my baby was a bit low in my stomach and I felt like a little bit pressure. And around 10 a.m. that morning, I, I felt the first contraction and they started to be more and more uh, regular. So I knew for sure that uh, I would have my baby within a few hours. Mm. Exciting. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so around 10 a.m., my contraction began to be yeah, regular. And at that point, I asked my husband to measure them and write down how far apart they were. Mm -hmm. And uh, really, in the beginning, I was fine. I kept doing what I was doing, I was cleaning my house. <laughs> <laughs> And I would just stop during the contraction to breathe as I um, I learned how to uh, with the doula Stephanie Kawai. Mm -hmm. uh, I took a breathing lesson with her and I really do not regret because mm -hmm. he really helped me through the contractions. Mm -hmm. And uh, weirdly, uh, I felt ready and surprisingly relaxed thanks mm -hmm. to this breathing technique, really. 
Wonderful. I can just stress to all pregnant women out there to get prepared with breathing classes. <laughs> Actually, it was an advice I received from another woman that I met, um, what is called the Café des Parents. It's a, a group meeting of French-speaking people um, that gather uh, once a month to speak about either pregnancy or baby... Uh, Baby-related Related, uh, yes, yeah. yes. Mm. Yeah, so it's um, ca Café, uh, Café, Café de, de Parents. Parents. Yes, so it's, but this is French, right? This is in, in the French. Okay, so I think for people who don't speak French, there's Stephanie Kawai offers uh, with a group of people that uh, that took your pregnancy group, and there the meetings are in English. Uh, this I can also recommend. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, sorry, go on. I interrupted you. I think. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, this was really good. Uh, a really good advice I received during this. Uh, one of this meeting and I was really happy I, I followed and uh, I took this class really mm. recommended 100% percent. I, I hope every pre pregnant woman hears that <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah so during the day there was this uh, the contraction became yeah stronger and stronger but at this time uh, we are still during the pandemic And the husband were not allowed during childbirth. So I really, really wanted to stay home with him as long as possible. Uh, because I knew that uh, once I would enter the hospital, he would have to leave and mm. I would have to handle it by myself. And I was a bit scared. Yeah, this COVID situation, um, especially, well, I mean, for everybody on this planet but uh, then giving birth in a foreign country without a husband wow it's really something mm. so what was what was going on next oh around 3 p.m the contraction sorry the contraction were quite strong so i decided to take a bath because i knew it might help to release the pain but uh it didn't so i got out and i decided Yes, it's time to go to the hospital. So my husband called Seijo Kinoshita and he explained that my contractions were 10 minutes apart for several hours already. So they say I should come to, to be checked. Mm. Uh, then he called the taxi service that we booked in advance. It's a, it's a service you, you just enter on the internet, your address, um, where you live, where is your hospital, when is your due date and uh, they give you a phone number and on the d-day you call them and they know everything you don't have to to say anything you just enter the taxi and they bring you to the hospital and that's it perfect so service. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah as we don't have a car and so it was really good so i think they arrived within 10 to 15 minutes and the ride the ride was really fast like Within 15 minutes, I was at the hospital, so it was great. Mm. And uh, arrived the time when I had to say goodbye to my husband. Mm. I was really sad, but uh, we got uh, welcomed by the midwife, uh, Nakamura-san, the one I spoke to about my birth plan mm. earlier, two days earlier, and uh, with one of her colleagues. And uh, Nakamura-san, she explained that her colleague would take care of me. But unfortunately, uh, this midwife, she couldn't speak English. 
So I had the extreme luck to be accompanied by my husband. Wow. So they they actually made an uh, exception for you, right? I, I think so, yeah. Wow, yeah, because, because no, my the... wife was not, um, <sighs> not confident speaking English. And the, yeah, at this time, husband oh. were not allowed. But uh, they did an exception for me. And uh, at this time, uh, I was really focused on my breathing. So I, I really didn't understand the midwife properly. But I should have because uh, I know today that without um, my husband, my childhood, childbirth experience would have been completely different and... Um, so today I would like to thank them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they will hear, hear this episode. <laughs> I hope, I hope. Yeah, they were really, really kind. So yes, the, the two midwife brought me into a, a bedroom and they changed me into hospital clothes and then they checked me out. So I was about five centimeters dilated. So they decided to keep me in. Mm -hmm. And then they attached a monitor on my... Uh, on my stomach and they put an IV in and this I was not really happy about because on my mm. birth plan I asked not for it mm. uh, as I wanted to be mobile at the hospital in order to I mean not to slow the labor but uh, unfortunately I didn't get the choice as it was the hospital policy well uh, I had no choice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to deal with it But do you remember what happened afterwards or? <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit later, I remember asking uh, if it was still time to get an epidural because I was not sure I would deal with the pain a lot longer. Mm. And uh, yeah, the midwife, she said she would prepare it. But then the, I mean, the following hours are a bit blur. Uh, I was focusing on my breathing. I was sitting on a chair and uh, I just know at some point Nakamura signed the midwife that I, I really like she left. And uh, maybe my dinner ate, my husband ate the <laughs> dinner that was prepared for me. Well, I hope he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much he told me after that. But at this point, really, uh, I couldn't eat. Uh, I, mm. I, yeah, I, did, uh, I didn't want to. Yeah. And uh, I think I even forgot about the epidural <laughs> and <laughs> too focused on my breathing. Yeah. And my, my husband, he told me that they, later they came to give it to me, but uh, I was very focused and calm. So, and I didn't ask for it again. So they just decided to forget about it and leave me proceed with my breathing. Ah, oh, even better. <laughs> and I think, I don't know, it, it lasted hours But really, to me, it's just blur. But I think mm. around 11 p.m., the contractions, uh, they intensified. And at this point, they brought me to the labor room and they laid me down on the on the bed. Uh, the contraction, they were strong, but after a certain time, they started to space out. Mm. So the midwife, she said that I should walk to reactivate the labor. And after 10 minutes, it worked again. I could feel the pain. Yeah, I, I had to lay down because it was quite intense. And uh, at some point, my water broke. I don't remember what time. And maybe maybe around midnight, I think the, the midwife said I was almost 10 centimeter dilated. Okay. So I would be able to push. Yeah. And she said we should, um, we should try one time to know how to push. So mm -hmm. to exercise. And then uh, she properly installed me on the table she 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 took some handles so i could uh, 
push well mm -hmm. and then uh, I start pushing <laughs> I, hardest part huh? yeah I don't remember how long I had to push but it felt like hours yeah. and the baby was still not coming but uh, at this point the midwife she said uh, everything was fine thanks to my breathing technique yes. my baby was uh, healthy and me too Very so, good. Was... <laughs> so there was no rush but after a certain time I felt quite exhausted so mm -hmm. I remember she left the room and she came back a few minutes later with a doctor that I met during the checkup. So I was happy oh, I could recognize yes. this uh, doctor that I liked. So I was really happy. And uh, she gave me a mask of oxygen because I was really exhausted. And then uh, she said I would need an episiotomy to get mm. the baby out because it seemed that his head was a bit too big. Oh. Uh, yeah, this was something I I wanted to avoid as much as possible, but I was so exhausted at this point. I just wanted him to be out. So mm -hmm. I let them do it. Yeah. The, the doctor, she did a local anesthesia and then she did a pediatomy and maybe within three push, my baby was born. Hey, hooray. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> what was the exact time? Oh, uh, some Sometime after mid uh, midnight. Huh? <laughs> yes, uh, I didn't check at this point, but uh, <laughs> my husband told me it was almost 3 a.m. Okay. So from 11 yeah. p.m. to 3 a.m. I, I was in the labor room. Mm, okay, four hours. And did they I, actually... And just one yes. short question. Did they... Um, all the midwives spoke a Japanese... With your husband or with you? <laughs> yes, actually, yeah, yeah. He, he had a big role in the in the verse. He was translating for me. Mm, okay. The midwife, she would speak Japanese to my husband and he would translate uh, mm. in English for me. And do you uh, think... For the midwife, but the doctor, she, would, she was speaking English. Okay. And how do you think, how is it for someone... If there's nobody who can translate and the midwife just speak Japanese, do you think you can kind of, you don't need to talk a lot? Uh, you understand by gesture or? Yes, yes, yes. She, she was, yeah, explaining things with her hands and uh -huh. yeah, with gesture. And uh, she would show me how to breathe. So we would understand each other, even if we, we were not speaking the same language. And um Yeah, I could see she wanted to help me and uh, she was really kind in all okay. her gesture and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this might be a very um, helpful information too. Because I think uh, th there are quite some women out there who, who are afraid if the staff doesn't speak English. And of course, this was also one of my worries. But in the end, I heard from so many people, uh, actually at that point, you don't speak That much anymore you just yes. you are just kind of into it and uh, yes, yes. you know they know what to, what to do and yes yeah I remember at some yeah. point the the contraction were quite intense and mm -hmm. uh, I heard the midwife saying like ah this is it it's coming now in Japanese <laughs> in Japanese <laughs> okay so, okay so he was there <laughs> he was there what happened with him did they Yeah. Uh, so they, yes, they took him for checkup. Uh, but as soon as the doctor she finished uh, the 
stitches on me. They put him on uh, on my chest for kangaroo care mm-hmm. and for the the welcoming breastfeed. I mean the first feed. Mm-hmm. And I think we stayed like that. I mean, he stayed on my chest for almost two hours in the labor room. And mm. the three of us with my husband, the middle mm. wife, she left and she was coming back maybe every 30 minutes to check on me. Mm-hmm. And for two hours, we were just the three of us together. How nice. <laughs> and after these two hours, unfortunately, they asked my husband to leave and mm. they put my baby into a, a room with the other babies. Mm-hmm. nearby the midwife office and mm-hmm. then they brought me back to my room so I could get some rest yeah okay good yeah so um you rested a few hours and how many days did you stay there the uh, so the usual stay at the hospital in Japan is five days but I ended up staying six days <laughs> because uh, at the care there was so nice and my husband he couldn't uh, come to get us after five days because he, he didn't have paternity leave. So he had to, to work on that day. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy to stay one more day, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. good things to know is in uh, Seijo Kinoshita, you can actually stay 15 more days, additional days after the, the five, five days, wow. if you feel the need to. Wow, okay. Of course, it's an additional fee, but... If you you do not have um, anyone to take care of you, yeah. or if you, you yeah. feel you you need to be helped, yeah. then you can stay longer. And I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think it's something very unique here in Japan that you stay five or six days. Um, for us foreigners, it might seem uh, quite a long time because usually, I don't know how in France, but I know in Germany we stay maybe two, three days and then you are you are going home. But actually I experienced and I heard it from other people too and you are saying it too, that the care is so nice and um, that. Uh, everything is taken care of they take your baby if you want to rest uh, they prepare your food the food is good and um, yeah they help you with breastfeeding which is not always uh, something obvious at the beginning especially with your first baby yes so I um, I actually also stayed one day longer <laughs> ah, nice. so you had a you had a good experience at your hospital right yes this is I mean Comparing to friends, from what I have from friends, usually, as you said, you stay two or three days, but it's not that comfortable. Mm. I don't think you have private room in France. You almost all the time have to share with at least one woman. And I heard the food there is not delicious Mm. and they, they don't have enough staff to really take care of you so if you see the midwife twice a day it's it's a lot already you mm-hmm. have to the, the, really the first two days you are at the hospital you're almost all alone unfortunately mm-hmm. so so I was really pleased by my experience at, at Seijo Kinoshita mm-hmm. I had a wonderful time I was I felt safe I felt pampered uh, mm-hmm. every day there was two midwives that were assigned to me Mm-hmm. one during the day and one during the night mm-hmm. so uh, I mean at any time of the day I could ring and uh, they would come to help if I had any question yeah and uh, yeah I was really happy because the, the food also was delicious 
Like really, <sighs> if it was healthy and uh, we even had snacks in the afternoon and that was mm. a pleasure. Yeah. Made me very happy. The Good. Deli- <laughs> delicious cakes and it was yeah. yeah, I heard about this good food in, in Visage Kinoshita Hospital. <laughs> yes, and something else, actually. I mean, I had, uh, after the second day, I had uh, uh, what they call celebration dinner just by myself. So I think it was wow. food brought from a local gastronomic restaurant. Wow. <laughs> At this time, it was just I was just by myself, unfortunately, but... Uh, in time without pandemic, you can actually get it with your husband in yes. your room. Yes. So they take care of your babies and you get to enjoy this dinner with your husband. Yeah, mm, it was delicious. Yeah. Seems like they really care. Yes, mm. they really care of the mommy's uh, mm. well-being and mm. of course the baby. But uh, yeah. Mm. And were there any uh, downsides uh, which you would like to be uh, different Um Yes. To me, the only done point was that, I mean, even though I, I said that I, I exclusively wanted to breastfeed, after the first itch, uh, one midwife, she pushed me to, to get a formula to my baby. So, I mean, it was the first, my first baby, the first time I would breastfeed. I had no experience about it. So I got scared. And when she told me I should give him formula, I said, yes, of course. But uh, I think with insight, I, I should have say no and stay on my mind and just uh, continue trying breastfeeding. But but not all the, the midwives there, they were pro-formula. I remember one night there was a really wonderful midwife. She helped me to express my milk by hand mm-hmm. every two hours, I think, mm-hmm. to stimulate uh, the, the milk coming. And uh, she really cheered me up and she said I could do it and... Uh, yeah, I, I felt helped and uh, understood, and it, this was brilliant. But mm. um, the beginning were a bit uh, complicated for me. Yes, uh, I mean, you are still overwhelmed with giving birth, and then breastfeeding doesn't always um, happen like you want it to happen. Um, but I um, heard from Seijo Kinoshita that uh, it's a little bit uh, pro formula. So what you are saying, it's just... Uh, It's exactly this. Um, so I think when you choose the hospital, you probably need to stress it and stress it even more if you uh, really want to breastfeed. But you you actually said at the beginning yeah, it's important for you, right? Yes, I said that. But, uh, but yeah, they say that after one day, they said my baby was a little bit um, uh, dehydrated. So mm. he needed to get more. Okay. And uh, after, Yeah, a few months later, after uh, speaking with a midwife who's an expert in lactation, she told me actually it takes a few days to get your milk uh, rising. And after one day, it was too fast to introduce formula. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I think so too. Anyway, uh, when I, I left the hospital, the breastfeeding was a bit better. Mm-hmm. I had more milk and. Uh, But still, I was not very confident uh, because I ha- I was told I had I needed to use a shield to help mm. my baby to get uh, the nipple, and uh, also I was pumping to stimulate the, my milk. Mm. So when I came back home, I, I decided to call the French midwife uh, that I I've seen earlier. 
here for help because she's a specialist in lactation. She she organizes a, a leche league group mm-hmm. every month in Tokyo. Mm. So she came home and she made things easy. And uh, now I'm thinking about it. I'm really, really happy I called her and because I was getting exhausted with all these uh, tools that I did not really need it. And uh, today my uh, little boy is uh, six months old and uh, I still breastfeed. Yes, good. <laughs> It's also good to know that uh, there's La Leche League um, in uh, Tokyo and yes. then that you can get help if you need it. Yeah, any question if you are looking for breastfeeding, if you're not sure, if you started with formula for your baby, but you want to breastfeed, try to breastfeed, she can help. They can, mm-hmm. you can ask questions to all these women that meet okay. uh, at so, the Leche League. So it's really Leche League. Good address. Uh, I still had a question on um, the hospital. Was your husband actually um, able to visit afterwards? Yes, but only one time for 30 minutes. This Mm. was during the whole stay. So in six days, only 30 minutes. It was really, really short. And Mm. even though we called every day, it's not the same as being in person. So this was quite sad. It was just because of the pandemic. Otherwise, I mean, husband can stay during night. And they can stay overnight. Yeah, overnight and visit every day. Yeah, the current situation was not possible. I think usually the visiting um, hours in Japanese facilities are not the whole day, like maybe in other countries, but it's like limited to four or five hours, depending on the facility where you are at. Mm. When we are not in a pandemic, that's of course a special situation. Okay, and what uh, about the final price? So you already said it's uh, cheaper than Aiko. That's good to know. Uh, Do you remember what you ended up paying? Yes, so it was cheaper than Aiko, but not cheap uh i think we ended up we ended up paying less than we expected uh mainly because i did not uh, need the epidural after all and even if i stayed uh, one more day but uh, after the deduction of the government allowance which is if i'm not wrong 400 000 yen Mm. And the deduction also of the deposit fee we paid in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, we ended up paying a little bit less than 500,000 yen. Okay. So yeah. It's still a lot, but I think it's half, even less than half that we thought we would pay at Aiko Clinic. So. Yes. And speaking in general, what was the hardest part for you during pregnancy or um, even in labor? Uh, for me, the hardest part during the presidency was not to be able to share this moment uh, with my husband, like during the checkup, during the, the, this pandemic, unfortunately, and also uh, with my family because they, they li- we live far from each other. Mm. But um, so I... I decided, I mean, I look for uh, people to help me and surround me, even though mm-hmm. my family was far away. I, I reached this group, uh, Ipo Ipo and the Leche League and the, the midwives. So I would feel more secure. And um, mm. yes, 
less alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this was huge help. Yes, yes. And yeah, yeah I, I actually, during my pregnancy, I had quite a strong morning sickness. Mm. And uh, it took me time to find something that helped. And uh, it was speaking with a woman at uh, Ipo Ipo that I discovered that I could actually uh, drink lemon juice. Mm. And that helped my morning sickness. I tried everything else. I tried uh, ginger. I tried eating small portions uh, during the day. I tried drinking a lot of water, even medicines, and nothing worked. But uh, oddly, uh, lemon juice. Also lemon juice. Yeah. Yes. Well, sometimes this woman. If it doesn't. Yeah, if it doesn't, one thing doesn't work, you just have to keep on trying and keep on asking people <laughs> with different um, advices and hints on um, pregnancy. What what could you give, um, what, what advice could you give other pregnant women? What's your biggest advice for pregnant women? Uh, reach for help, try to find people then that went through it that you can share your experience with, seek for uh, advice. Uh, if you have a, if you ask a question to someone that do not know the answer or you feel the, the answer do not correspond mm -hmm. to you or go, yeah, seek the answer somewhere else because you are not alone. And uh, I think it's important not to stay alone in this situation mm -hmm. and uh, be surrounded Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. It's so, so, so important to be connected and to exchange with um, other people and find uh, find other women who are in the same situation like you. I mean, of course, uh, we can keep in touch with other pregnant women from our home country, but uh, I still think it's a whole different story being in another country and then being like uh, in Japan, which is so different from everything else we know. And sometimes it's also hard to read kanji, you know. <laughs> Most mm. of us can't read uh, anything at the beginning, at least. Yeah, so um, that was quite a lot of information. Thanks so much, Marie, for for sharing all that. <laughs> you gave, You're welcome. <laughs> you give I us hope so it will help people. Yes, <laughs> uh, that would be the big goal to help other people out there. And um, yeah, there were so many informations and insights. Um, uh, just maybe one, uh, one last question because um, <clears throat> this is about the Kino, the episode is about the Kinoshita um, hospital. Would you recommend this A hospital to other pregnant foreign women who don't speak um, maybe a lot Japanese or maybe not at all. Yes, yes, I would completely recommend it yeah. because uh, I, I felt during the checkups and everything there was this lady Nakamura uh, Tanaka-san, sorry, Tanaka-san, she was there and she really helped during checkups and after during childbirth and after childbirth there was this midwife Nakamura-san that also spoke really good English and um, overall they really felt I really felt safe and uh, understood with them 
and uh, and also the care of the hospital is is really great mm. not only the food but the bedrooms are spacious clean comfortable uh, i don't know if i mentioned it but when i felt tired i could ask them to take care of my baby for a few hours but uh, when i wanted to have him with me of course i would spend the whole time with him in my bedroom and they would come to my bedroom to help mm. me if i had questions or anything so yeah, I think I had a, I mean, I stay one more day. I really had a great, <laughs> great time there. Wow, good, wonderful. Um, what a good story. <laughs> okay, then thanks again for all your information. I'm sure it will be helpful to other moms or moms-to-be in Japan. And um, I, I wish you now all the best for the further future now with raising your baby, your, with your son. Thank and, you. Uh, I hear the babies grow so fast, as I also can see with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to enjoy every moment. <laughs> It goes so fast after that. <laughs> So yeah, good luck to all these pregnant ladies in <laughs> Tokyo and everything's gonna be all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, thank you, Marie. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, bye. I hope these valuable insights were helpful for you and you could learn something new. Um, check also the link to the story in the notes. Thank you for listening.